around the internet in this territory online. There's just one way to handle all the television shows that need cover. And that's with the As You Know Boys and the sound of the beginning and end of the world. the fucking fluffiest cat ever the other day i don't know if you saw my instagram he's story. gonna tear he's gonna tear down these drapes no, he's just gonna absolutely don't do that. he's gonna absolutely tear down these drapes and you're good do on your watch <laughs> oh well you can't teach a cat a new trick same as you can't teach a cattle how to neigh that's probably that's right. a thing people in the west said right who wants to be a host today I, i'll do it uh, it's as you know, the show where we talk about TV shows because we were cursed uh, by I don't know probably in this world like a Native American shaman. Uh, <laughs> that's horribly, horribly everything. I need to take another take. Not shaman. He's just Ugh. saying in the setting of the show that's what. It would yeah, be. right. Yeah, right. Something like that. A and uh, or yeah, whatever. Um, that they'd all call each other Indians, including themselves, which I think, anyway. Uh, um, joining me, um, uh, Matt, also known as Sonny, also known as uh, Peanut, also known as the the Raspberry of the West, uh, also known as Fast Hands Climbing Man, uh, <laughs> <laughs> also known as Bumblebee Siani. Uh, hey. Uh, Travis, a.k.a. Tall Nemo, a.k.a. Uh, <laughs> S- Sweetie Jones, a.k.a. A cool Breeze, uh, a.k.a. The Kid. <laughs> Marmon. Howdy. <laughs> Do you want to hear my, my intros that I that I came up with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead with your intros. My, yeah. Mine was going to be uh, waking up in the desert halfway to Mexico in the presence of a Native American man here to help him find his lost horse. It's Stephen Downton. <laughs> <laughs> Six eyes himself. And trembling, pointing a pistol at the man he came here to kill, unable to allow himself a single moment of the vengeful pleasure he so desperately seeks. It's Travis Marmon. Do you guys do you guys look up how old that actor was who was playing that kid who looked weirdly like Colt McCoy to me? He looks no. like a lot of people. Uh, he was thirty eight. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> IMDb said he was born in nineteen fifty six. Uh, now it could be there's like someone with the same name and the IMDb things all fucked up because like the mate guy didn't have any other roles, but oh my going God. off that <laughs> that guy is almost forty years old. I thought he looked a bit old, but I was talking I was like thinking 25. like 20, I was 25. thinking like twenty two. Like <laughs> Holy no. shit. No. Don't tell me that. Thirty eight. <laughs> um Oh and uh, and Ian oh. Benson is not here because he finally watched a movie boring enough that he died. And that movie was Gunsmoke, <laughs> One Man's Justice. Oh my god, this this movie was not half as boring as some things that Ian rates five stars. Like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah, it's important to note, everyone. So today, if you haven't figured out, we were talking about the extremely long-running Western series Gunsmoke, of which we watched zero TV episodes. Instead, we listened to a radio program and then watched one of the four TV movies that were made in the 90s, where Matthew Arness is the craggiest man in the world. (laughs) Or at least the craggiest man in the West. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Marshal Matt Dillon. Uh, also yeah, known as Entourage, <laughs> also known as the Crag. Oh yeah, he's great in he, he's great in uh, Wild Things. That's the one where Nev Campbell and uh, it's two it's the it's the the two girls make out in a hot tub movie that was like the erotic thriller of the nineties. No one remembers anything. It was the erotic it. thriller of the nineties that I <laughs> would steal out of the cabinet under my parents <laughs> uh, to to fast forward to the part where the girls kiss each other and then put it back in the VHS rewinder and go to bed. Wow. Uh, I've only ever seen it at Hollywood video. I never worked up the courage to see the film. I never saw the film. I don't know what it's about. Yeah. You know uh, what it's about. That's a lie. You, you just told me what it's about. It's about, <laughs> it's about girls. Two chicks kissing. making out. Yeah. That Mulholland <laughs> yeah. drive double feature. <laughs> Holland Drive, Holland Drive rules. That that movie is actually. If you're going to compare them, I'll probably just watch Wild Things. Because it's got two chicks making out in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's What's true. hotter than that? It's the only the the only thing of note. I, there's literally, you know, Matt. Them I'm glad you asked. With the guy behind the dumpster or whatever. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you asked that question because there actually is nothing hotter. So it's cool to talk about <laughs> the fact that that is the hottest thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We need to we need to cool this show off. That was really uh Yeah, by talking about hard men of the <laughs> Wild West. <laughs> talking about hey, uh talking hey. about the fat man. The Return of the Fat Dude, Man. How already. fucking awesome is it that in audio form? He, yeah, he's an all star, but only he only played the character on the radio. He played the character on the radio, and he played uh, the Fat Man. Yeah, yeah. Should I, should should I do a quick overview of what Gunsmoke? Yeah, let's is let's talk Gunsmoke. So Gunsmoke is a radio and television western created by Norman McDonald. So if you were listening to the radio program and you heard them say directed by Norm MacDonald and you were like, what? It was, that is, you, you, you did miss here. It was not his name. It's MacDonald. Uh, Norman MacDonald. Yeah. Uh, and writer John Meston. Uh, it's probably it pronounced McDonald. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, they probably anglicized it, but like, yeah, right. Before Ellis Island, I'm sure it was that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, and it's set in Dodge City, Kansas, which was at one point, you know, a major frontier town. And it, you know, began as a radio show that existed to be, this is trying to be the first radio, radio Western that's for an adult audience and not like the Lone Ranger. And when, when we like say that. adult, like, we mean like, like, like nursing home adult. <laughs> at the time, those, <laughs> they were regular adults or even teenagers. <laughs> regular adults. People are currently in nursing homes. People are dead. currently in nursing homes. Like I feel like we like when we we talk about like oh we talk about women's shows, uh, shows for like, the target audience of women, and we don't have women on. Like we should have had an old person on to talk about guns. We watched CSI yes, Cyber. That was the only old person show we had. Yeah, we should have had an old one, old one for that. Yeah, like has this happened to you on the CSI Cyber <laughs> episode? <laughs> 
I'm gonna say so, I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something pretty controversial here. Are you ready? Are you yeah. ready for a really, really hot take? I had fun listening to the radio show. I had fun. I thought Me it was too. fun. I thought it was fun. The movie was boring. The um, radio show is more interesting. Do you guys? I so I assume none of us have previous experience with Gunsmoke, but do you guys no. have much experience with the Western genre in yeah. film, television, radio, whatever? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched a ton of this shit at my grandparents' house. Um, is this Twilight Zone and those weird? They would like that first episode of Insight. Those th- those are the big three food groups of television watching in my grandparents house i'm sorry wait 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 wait. there was more stuff like the first episode of tell me uh tell me you're not catholic without telling me you're not catholic uh yeah there's a an eternal wealth of things like the first episode of inside i've seen them all but yeah i i don't think i ever actually i may have seen Gunsmoke, but i've definitely seen a ton of other kind of TV land style Western shows from the mm. same era. Steve, what about you? Um, yeah, well, it was, it was honestly one of the one of the biggest bummers about. There were certain things when I was a kid that, if like my first impression of it wasn't um, like super positive, I would just reject it on the grounds of it being lame and my parents being lame. Uh, and Westerns were definitely one of them where like I watched a Western and a half with my dad when I was really <laughs> young and was just like, Oh, this is a lame thing that I'm going to not like. Yeah. Uh, and so I just kind of rejected it. Now I'm like, maybe I should reevaluate Westerns, but like, I don't really want to like go back and watch a bunch of Clint Eastwood movies. So maybe there's oh, like, they're so good though. Yeah. Those, those are, are like they? the Dude, way yeah, you, you do, if the you dollar trilogy is so fucking good. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, but he sucks. Yeah. So everybody so sucks. Yeah. He's a, he's a Hollywood he's famous. <laughs> he's yeah. fucking awful. Of course. They, but he looked really fucking cool yeah. in the sixties. <laughs> That's important. Yeah. And so if I can get, should into I watch uh, play Misty for me? I don't know much about that movie, but it does have Jessica Walter in it, I believe. Wow. Um, but you should watch. You should watch the the, the, the outlaw Trilogy. Josie Wales. Those are those are the ones he directed, and like those are those. That's on my watch list. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched his directorial pale, western. Pale Rider. But watch so the shit that pale? he did. Watch the shit that he did in, with Sergio Leone. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But segueing from that, I want to talk about western as a genre of media for a bit, and. I'm going to get into some film history, and Ian will probably get mad while listening to this um, because he knows more about film stuff than me. But Westerns, uh, of course, are maybe the defining genre of American pop culture of the early 20th century, um, all playing into the manifest destiny, American mythos, like conquering the frontier and and the lawless land and what have you. And you had the very heroic Westerns and these mythological figures, basically, of, of the Old West. Um, it, which also comes out of radio stuff like the Lone Ranger uh, that's very popular at the time and kids run around playing cowboys and Indians, whatever. Around, you know, in the early to mid 50s, that is when we start to see the burgeoning sort of the revisionist Western take on the genre, which examines it a little more critically and is probably more open of like, this sucked to live through. Like, I don't know yeah. how much it necessarily, because I'm not as well-versed, addresses, like, the racism and stuff of that era, but it does talk about, you know, it, it isn't presented as a great time. Um, I think, like, The Searchers, which is from 56, is sort of mm-hmm. the first, is often cited as, like, the 
first like real example of that. Um, Gunsmoke, come, the radio show comes out in 52. That's the same year as like High Noon with Gary Cooper, which is a little bit of that. Um, and this show was created specifically to deconstruct the archetype of the like hero cowboy yeah. guy. Their, their tagline in the radio show, I wrote it down because it was so, it sounds like something I would say. Gunsmoke, the story of the violence that moved west with young America. That yeah. seems, <laughs> wow, really staring it in the face a little bit more than I would yeah, expect. Yeah, and like, so Gunsmoke. in a way, this is almost like a precursor to like fucking like Deadwood. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought the, I thought it was awesome. I thought that I thought the radio show was great fun. I thought the voices were spectacular and yeah. like they, the sounds they do very well. Uh, yeah, yeah. People make really good horse sounds in it. Clearly, people doing impressions of horses. That's fun. <laughs> That's good at it. Uh, another role where William Conrad does not need to move yeah. to do his job. <laughs> yeah, he was still. So, yeah, we have our first All-Star. We're going to talk about William Conrad. The fat man himself is the original voice of Matt Dillon for radio. Uh, he's got an amazing voice. Matt Dillon, a misremembered uh, name of the quarterback in Friday Night Lights. What's <laughs> <laughs> his name? Matt Dillon. <laughs> What's his name? Jason Panther. <laughs> Jason Panther and Matt Dillon. So, well, but I just wanted to say Matt. Uh, we didn't do the part where you explain why you picked Gunsmoke. Oh, uh, I picked Gunsmoke for two reasons in particular. One, I felt, even though we watched CSI Cyber, I felt as though we we hadn't watched a show for old people. We just watched a show for kids. Now we had to watch something for the other end of the spectrum. The other reason why yeah, I picked yeah, it yeah, is because the stuff. first episode is on the radio, and the true pick for that would have been Guiding Light, but there is no archive available of the first episode of Guiding Light from the radio from 1949. It just doesn't exist anymore. So this was the second best thing if I wanted to start a show by listening and then end in 1995 on a TV movie. Uh, the quote I was looking for was about is that John Meston, according to um, some writer was especially disgusted by the archetypal Western hero and set out to destroy that type of character he loathed. In Meston's view, Dylan was almost as scarred as the homicidal psychopaths who drifted into Dodge from all directions. So, like, yeah. I feel like he's one of he's one of TV and radio's first, like, anti-heroes. Yeah, I mean, there definitely... There is a moment where he's like, if anybody tries to come into this office, I'm going to shoot every single one of you. And then there's just, like, the sound <laughs> of gunfire... <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't quite parse what was happening. Yeah, I mean, he he was very like he. They did do a very good job of making him like both tough, but also just like over it. Like he's really yeah. like, yeah, they're here. You know what's gonna happen? They're gonna come after me in a mob. All right, fine. I've got a gun pointed at you. Who wants to die today? Like, yeah, yeah. So I guess we're we're sort of getting into the radio episode let's do, which was called Billy the Kid, um, and. I think the thing that stood out to me, uh, partially because the only thing I took a note on, is like at some point Dylan meets a small child who's like who idolizes him because he's like a famous gunslinger or whatever, and he talks about all the other gunslingers. Like this kid's basically like a psycho. who's like, I can't wait to grow up and shoot people too. It yeah. sounds fun, and he's like, kid, you don't want anything to do with this life. And he's like rattling off the specific names of parts of guns. Yeah, <laughs> just a 
just a vile little freak child that was yeah. probably many of in this time. What? A lot of vile like little freaks overall in this radio episode. I like I do I do enjoy that before they realized he was a little psychopath, they were still like this kid showed up and we don't really know what to do with that, but uh we put him in the jail cell, you know? Like Hey, well, I, see, got, I found a kid. Know. I just stuck him in the Put him in jail. Stuck him in the jail cell. Yeah, that's what you do. I if Ian were here, I'd ask him. I'd ask him what he thought of the uh, the child actor in radio format. But based it's on uh, based on what I heard uh, of the guy in the finale, this kid was probably played by somebody who was like twenty nine. <laughs> he was definitely better than like the like lassie children that we saw. I don't know. I, I've always bought. Tara Strong as every. <laughs> um, this, this was the gritty programming of the time. Um, Lassie was like the lighthearted fair where kids just kind of acted like kids. This is supposed to be like prestige. Lassie, that first episode of Lassie was almost as violent as this was. That first episode of Lassie was actually <laughs> insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I feel like we did not put enough energy into saying how insane both episodes of Lassie that we watched were. Yeah, no, no, no. They, but the la- because the one was second one was, but the first one was more of a, you know, a, a more adult watch than I was expecting. Yeah, in the sense that it was very violent. Can we? Should we get into the plot here? The basics. Uh, yeah, I listened to it a week ago, so you're gonna have to help me out. Right. Here. I'll, I'll, uh, give, I'll so, give a pretty basic run through. We open yeah. with a uh, uh, he's like taking out a wanted ad, our guy in the newspaper, because there's been a murder. There's actually been a double murder where somebody. Well, yeah, we we start with like the the like description of a man. It's just oh, like right, right, right. It's just like oh, he looks like this. He looks like this, and they're like, man. Uh, doesn't quite look like the kind of guy you'd think would have k- killed two men out of nowhere, but sure enough, that looks like him. Uh, and Mr. Mister Hightar, the newspaper man, is trying to milk this murder for everything it's worth. He's a media piece of shit. He describes the shooting of one of the Chinese cooks uh, who was there, who just like died as, like, uh, as just collateral damage. He uh, describes... The entire events as manna from heaven because he loves writing about people dying so much because he's a sicko journalist he's a fucking sicko journalist if it bleeds it leads never trust a journalist every person in this show in this radio episode has has like let the horrors of their job completely warp them like the fucking coroner guys like oh man fucking uh, crusty the clown ass dead bodies just to yeah, to me, a, a, <laughs> a dead body's just a piece of meat. Like, oh, it's Once all again, the same to me. It doesn't matter if he died two minutes ago or two days ago. It's just part of the job. Love like, the radio absolutely version no of emotions. the coroner who's, like, eating a sandwich, like, using the corpse as a plate or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah. Extre- I mean, extreme, like, prospector guy voice, Yeah, which I, which I loved. Everybody's doing great voices in this whole thing. William Conrad does an awesome job. It. He has the, the kind of like Rod Serling pronunciation where he's just really fucking chewing on every word. It's it's great to listen to. Why did I write sack of wheat across his saddle? Um, that was probably a description at some point. Someone had a sack of wheat across their saddle. They, I think they said it like four or five times, and I was like, why did they say this so many times? 
And I thought it was going to be important. So I guess I wrote it down. I was just like, all right, keep track of this <laughs> sack of wheat across his saddle. Uh, eventually we meet yep. a Dutchman who I don't have a Dutchman. Uh, I don't know the the voice that this guy's doing. <laughs> what do you all make of the uh, of the accent? I don't think I even noticed, honestly. But again, it's been it was I terrible. It was terrible. This. They just kept. They just kept calling him the Dutchman, and I, uh, to be honest, doing a Dutch guy. Yeah, the, right. I don't know. The, no, but. in the well, the in the first, well, the thing is, in the first half of it, I thought he was doing a poor Mexican. That's accent. what I thought too. And <laughs> he's doing. Dumb. I really he, did. It I really, really did. sounds like he's doing a, an offensive impression of a person from Mexico. And then once they called him the Dutchman like twelve times, maybe and that then was a by joke. the end of maybe it, I was like, like, "Oh no, he yeah, is." Yeah, it's like an ironic name. Yeah. But by the end of the <laughs> episode, I was like, "Oh Mexican. no, he is trying to do like a German accent." No, he was not. He was just doing an accent. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the one that he knows how to do, and he's a guy who makes fun of Mexican people a lot. So he just <laughs> lapsed into <laughs> that. I guess. You don't really get Dutchman anymore. Got to bring. Bring, bring back, back Dutchman. That is a character. <laughs> I mean, it's really just his early days of America when there are many more European immigrants. Yeah. Or whatever, so like, ah, and you like distinguish like, between we, the. We European get an Irishman in the movie. Yeah. 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 Which which the movie really brought me back to RDR two, especially because there was like the one Irishman. I bet his name was yeah. even Sean. Was it Sean? It was Sean Devlin. Yeah. No, in 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 Red Dead Redemption. Oh, in Red Dead, I don't re- I don't remember the name of the Irish guy. In I, f- I thought Dead. I thought he was also. All I'm Sean. thinking of is the guy that's looking for Gavin that appears in various towns. Yeah, it's but no, he's no looking for an Sean, Englishman called Gavin. Sean Sean starts the thing in the crew and then like dies. I think. Uh. <laughs> Should I Google Red Dead Two Irish guy? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Sean McGuire. Yeah, yeah. totally. This ties in a little bit too with my bring bring back the ethnic uh, ethnic comedy. I don't know, but that you but like you can you can have like the extreme voices of the West without being racist. Oh, like for you sure. could be like, well, I've been down to the quarry and I found something pretty wild, and they're just like, you know, don't go talking to the wrong type of people. Yeah, and if you like, if you're referring to Dutchmen and then there's somebody doing a terrible Dutch accent, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't even know what a terrible funny, Dutch yeah. accent like would be like. If I tried to think of one, it would just be Afrikaans. So, like, that also wouldn't, okay, yeah. wouldn't be quite accurate. It'd be one degree off. I would I never know. know. You could watch- do any accent that isn't Indian or Mexican, and I'd be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and it won't know what you're doing. I don't know. If we ever watch Hell on Wheels, which I've thought about picking many times, but then I read was basically, quote, a show about meetings, uh, that is a Western that has a character, much like Friday Night Lights, who's called The Swede. <laughs> But he's actually Swedish oh, yeah, that yeah, time yeah, yeah. instead of being Shaky Graves. They should have made Shaky <laughs> Graves do an accent. Like if he was going to be the Swede. like Swedish chef. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, on a on <laughs> He should have called her Yuli the whole time, but he never did. Yuli. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, on Nancy Drew right now, there have they have a character who is possessed by a French person. And she's having to do a French <laughs> accent like half the time on screen, and it is the cruelest thing I've ever seen a show do to an yeah, actor. Because <laughs> she just like she could kind of do a French accent sometimes, but you can't. 
nail it the whole time and the her dropping out of the accent is like my favorite part of the show right yeah. now. How, how's her <laughs> sound you know how does she hit those she, R's, those she hits R's. it really hard uh she's really going for it which you have to if you're doing french you have to commit to the i missed the time when i was dating a french girl and i had a bit more of an accent when yeah, i like that is the thing about fr- like you can do a stereotypical french accent and like that is how they sound like, That's actually how they, how they sound. It, they, they really do sound like this. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> what? What? Uh, Travis, tell us about what other accents you think are uh, the stereotypes are actually <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Ger- German, also uh, to some degree. I've known. I've known French people. I've spoken to it of actual French people. Like, yeah. like they, they Travis can't like be racist. Sometimes. He has French friends. You know. He's, he, <laughs> He's friends with real French people, and 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 some of them are great. Some of them are great people. They're not all terrible, like like some people might say. How do you guys think they recorded, or how how did they do this? Do you think that like this sounds so much like a stage play? I would love to see how they like set up the no mics and broadcast this thing, because it gets quite elaborate at times. So I I did I did do a little bit of this kind of thing. I mean, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, but like I mean, they were know, probably I, making I, it up as they went along too. That's true, but like in character with Foley work stuff for mm. like this other podcast I did for a few weeks, and I, we, like Fishbowl tried to have a radio show on the college radio station for a few weeks. That mm. was really interesting, um, but like if you have good enough equipment, you can just get people in a room yeah. and like not have much overlap i kind of imagine they were pretty close together like i, I think yeah. in 1952 they probably put these people in a room oh yeah that was the understanding of recording and broadcast generally was everything happens in the room if you want something to be louder you move it closer if you want something to be quieter you move it, you move it further away uh yeah so they probably were just basically doing a stage play with some level of blocking to make all of this work I'm just curious. I, I, I so. thought that was interesting because I feel like it, it held up pretty well. I don't hear a lot of new tricks that I wish were in this when I hear other narrative um, audio mediums. Yeah. Um, what else happened plot-wise? We where, where were we? To a character. There's the female character that uh, it's not explicitly stated what she does, but according to Wikipedia, it's like she runs a brothel. Miss Kitty... But, okay. Or no, sorry. Miss Kitty comes later. She initially, uh, the same voice actress played. Oh. Uh, Francie Richards was the name of the character in this. And she's the widow of a criminal and a former girlfriend of Matt Dillon. Ah. So is is she the one that he goes, get the hell out of here to? Or is that the, <laughs> or is that <laughs> Miss Kitty? <laughs> Miss Kitty didn't exist yet. Miss Kitty comes uh, a month later, like three ah, weeks later. okay, okay. He was so horny for her. The way that the fat man, what is his name? I can't do that. What is his William name? Conrad or Bill Conrad. William. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. William Conrad's like, oh, if he still loved her, he, she would be, she, if she still loved him, she'd be wearing black. When I look at her, she's just the most attractive thing I ever saw. You know, or he, I don't, I, he like kind of trailed off when he yeah. was comparing her to some object. But I was like, oh man. I wish I could love the way that this man loves, you know, like, I don't think I have it in me. I think it's been beaten out of me by like modern society, 
you know, we're not romanticizing each other the same way. It's like, oh, I've never really talked to you that much, but I look at you and you're married to my best friend and you are the sun and moon and stars. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's no reward in your yeah, conscience store for sleeping with another man's wife. That's what I'm always saying. That's from the song Saddle Up the Palomino by Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> song I Off thought about record. a lot while I was listening slash watching, listening to slash watching this. Um, we get an ad somewhere in here for the Jack Benny show. Did you guys go and listen to the Jack Benny show? There are actually two I'd heard of that. mini ads. They said, what else could it be? What other show than the Jack Benny show? And then at the end, they did another thing about it. Um, somewhere in here, we meet the kid whose name, even though it's the title of the episode, is uh, is revealed as though it's some kind of like big plot twist at the end but he's like uh, how many fellers have you killed i'd like to get out there and kill some fellers when i grow <laughs> up i'm gonna be i'm gonna be killing just like you i'm gonna be a feller killer <laughs> hey mister could you teach me about killing it's a dog eat dog world out there on the prairie <laughs> my mom has never paid attention to me and i'm bitter i'd like to kill some people please I've been practicing on animals in our front yard. <laughs> I beat the head in of a cat, and you're going to watch a flashback of it every single episode of Riverdale. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> they say it's a genetic thing. It's a genetic, yeah. God, I have this, you know I have this serial killer gene. gene. God, I watched, yeah. <laughs> so I watched White Chicks the other day for the first time. Why? That is, that is, uh, <laughs> we were, it was when we were dog-sitting our friend's house, and we were like, what's on that we can watch our children with the dogs? And oh I was like, God. we should watch White Chicks. She was very, it's so, did you say what's on? Like, like on HBO. It was, oh, okay. oh my it God, was available dude. on HBO Max, and I was like, fine. It's not good. But it has Lachlan Monroe in it, uh, and that was very jarring. That Hal Cooper himself, yeah, is the king. We like one I, of the hapless FBI agents in that show. He has two modes. I love it. He's either that or he is the most menacing person on screen imaginable. Uh, I was about to say uh, one thing. I was reading here is that Gunsmoke was not sponsored the first two years of its existence. It was, which was very it was rare. Independent for media. Maybe they just did those ads for fun. The <laughs> little ad was, yeah, the little <laughs> ad was very cute. Or were the ads for other programs? They were funded by CBS, so I don't know if it was just ads for other CBS programming. Speaking of CBS programming, uh, CBS Studios presents Evil on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, the season finale just <laughs> aired. The entire season three is up available for streaming now. We, we really enjoyed it here, at, as you know. I, uh, get out there and watch All Evil. All of us. What else could it be but Evil? <laughs> The dashing Mike Coulter. I don't know who else <laughs> on that show. I just know he's there. As you know, starring. Yeah, we should. I think they should have to read the credits out loud. Like Travis for movies, Marmon. for TV. <laughs> and there's like a super producer, sound. Matt Siani, general <laughs> fuck up, Stephen Doughton, <laughs> and huge nerd, <laughs> Ian Benson. Huge nerd. As himself. So, um, Matt Dillon talks to a bunch of people, all of whom have very cool voices. So the Dutchman is in jail. Everybody wants to kill the Dutchman because they think that the, uh, the guy with the racist accent I really thought he was killed. Mexican. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> the guy with the racist accent is, is strongly implied to be the killer. 
and then an angry mob Actually, shows you up. Know what? I really want to show where everyone's doing racist accents, but of, yeah, completely different ethnicities. And you're like, That's this very is actually funny. a true yes. melting pot world that we're in. <laughs> this is our Dutch guy. He sounds like Speedy Gonzalez. And then uh, you're, you're like, and we have the Are Indian man Canada? here. And you do a German, you do like an Australian accent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not, like, and not a good a one. Like. A post-racial society. Yeah. yeah. Steven has tried to do a oh, where Australian really accent and accidentally done an Indian accent on this show. <laughs> That's true. Difficult Oh yeah, no. Um, that's all. I, that's all I got. No. <laughs> so th- okay, the plot line, blah blah blah. They think they think that he killed him. Yeah. Because because he's Dutch. Because uh, he's Dutch. Yeah. Because he's Dutch. No, he has some like debt. Man. They have to do this. Yeah, he had. Yeah, he had a debt. That's right. He had a debt. That he that killing him would rid him of. Yeah. But then we learn as time goes on that a lot of people think that that the sheriff himself hired the Dutchman to kill him because, because he was in love with, he's the, in love with the widow. The widow. Yeah. Um, and his brother, the brother of the dead man, and aka the bar proprietor, has a mob of people who are ready to come and demand the Dutchman get released from jail so that they can kill him themselves. People were always forming angry mobs in those days. I mean, yeah. I always I mean, say I, that we should I, be bringing that back. I do you know? Do you know what I thought about for a lot of the movie was just like right. We had the B plot of the movie. We'll get into it later. But like those two people, what were they doing every day? Like, what do you do with your day? Like, I know that ranch. You ranch, right? You but do like farm work, you, you ranch, kill yeah. the land, you milk the cows. But when you t- when you're you... taking a break, when you're when you're sitting down and relaxing, just close your eyes and think. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was, it was a simpler time then. They didn't have TV or based TV on what I saw stuff, at the everyone... Cattleman's Ball. That is still what people do when they're when they're you taking sit, a break. You, you spit into a spittoon yeah, on your. You spit or or a diet coke, an empty diet coke can, uh, and. <laughs> Sometimes you go outside and or you walk over to an area where there are fewer people and then uh, you kind of just go, yep, to each other like King of the Hill. People just had way longer attention spans back then, I guess. Or they could only be turned to murder. I'm unsure. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, so they've they have the dutchman in a jail they have the kid in a jail the kid wants to be involved in everything wants to see the angry mob yeah he wants to uh, shoot he wants to shoot a gun the the dutch the dutchman wants yeah, to get let to out of chris kyle wants to get let out of jail and uh william conrad has to be like you don't actually want to leave this jail because you'll just get killed by an angry mob so this is the only safe place for you um classic cop shit then there's the 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 coroner who's like he didn't actually die of a gunshot sure he had got shot last night but it didn't kill him he got killed today with a knife that coroner's name was dana scully and uh, <laughs> and then uh the dutchman's like see i told you i didn't shoot him and then william conrad's like no, sorry. The Dutchman is like, "See, sí, hombre, I told you I didn't shoot him." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then William Conrad's all, all, "Well, you could have, ki- you, well, you could have." Sh- oh, I can't do it. As Matt, you did hit this voice much <laughs> better than I did. 
I, I what did he even say? Uh, he just he just he said like, him, oh well, maybe you just you as easily could have stabbed him. Yeah, yeah, maybe you stabbed him. <laughs> no, yeah, senor, sure, then we get the. <laughs> Not me, the Dutchman. <laughs> the, that was very Italian, man. <laughs> oh, this is a no, melting pot. I this am is from a Dutchman. Yeah. <laughs> it was not to me. I did not shoot him. <laughs> oh, no, don't. Oh, no, no. I couldn't have been to me. Uh. So then uh, the kid's mom shows up to come get the kid. And the kid has disappeared yet again, and she starts rattling off the the various weaponry. No, this is la- this is the la- no, this is the last thing that happens. What did I miss? Um, so what? You, th- this happens. This happens after the mob comes in and tries to take the Dutchman, yeah. and he th- and then William Conrad threatens them with the guns. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just just chronologically, that happens, and then he kind of just chases them off with by th- being tough. Yeah, and then. After all that, and we also missed the com- the part where the widow walks in and and they have a little chat and yeah. I don't know she finds out that he wasn't actually shot, but anyway, yeah, keep going. Yeah, so the the then the mom of the kid is there, rattling off the list of weaponry that the child has requested and some of which he has received, <laughs> which matches coincidentally perfectly with the weaponry that was used to murder the person who was murdered. I'm I'm not even really clear on who was murdered. It was it was the it was the bar owner's husband. The bar like, owner's husband. Uh, husband. So bar owner's sorry, the bar owner's brother. Bar I owner's meant to say brother. the word brother. Uh, uh so yeah, who I don't know, uh, had some role. Yeah. So then they piece it together that it was the kid who was throwing down all the signs that he possibly could have been throwing down that he was the killer while he was I was going to say on screen while he was present on on in ear in ear <laughs> what do you even say I'm so used to talking about TV on mic on mic yeah, like they uh, caught him on a hot mic being like I am the murderer uh, so then we, then we get a um, a full circle ending where they are giving a similar description to the one that we had at the beginning where they are asking, well, does it go by any other names and all of that stuff? And they reveal at the very, very end that it's Billy the kid, which I guess they probably didn't know when they listened to it. But like the because name of the, the episode, title of the show was the episode. It didn't yeah. show on screen at any point. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I guess it was a reveal, but for us, it was like, yeah, that's the name of the episode. That's yeah, a, this that's kid's a clearly person. fucked up. Yeah. He's out there trying to kill more fellers. Like, how old was Billy the Kid really when he went on his spree? Because it is very funny to think of Billy the Kid as being like, gee willikers. Yeah. Like this, this yeah, kind of child. Kid. <laughs> Just <laughs> fucking. I sure hope nobody people. catches me killing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> See, he died at 21. Uh, uh, so. Yeah, he was a teenager. He was a he was his first. He could arrest be played by for, a 38 year old. Yeah, I mean yeah. back then, yeah, 16 yeah. looks uh, uh, an 1860s 16 looks 38 now probably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was the first time he was arrested for anything. He was 16 years old, so he's already older than this kid sounds. Yeah. So would you guys listen to uh, more Gunsmoke? 
Yeah. In a world without TV, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, no, I no. This have, is so. this is as good as half the podcasts I listen to to like <laughs> shut my brain up. Yeah, so. no, I listen to this than a narrative podcast. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, if it was like if the choice is this or like true crime, sure. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I'd give this listen. I was highly entertained by this. Yeah, and that might just be because like. That might just be because, like, there's something. I think I've talked about this a few times at the show, but like, there's something a bit less, a bit more muted about the way that people act today. Like, mm-hmm. you just won't find people talking like this, right. like the women in this show did. Oh, I tried so hard to teach him how to be a good kid, and he just doesn't listen. Now get the you know, that hell sort of out thing. of here. <laughs> yeah, 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 I love that stuff now because it's because I'm not overrun it, yeah. with it. It's yeah, I don't see it, so it's like oh, this is this is good, this is fun. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I might listen to an episode or two. More likely, I won't, but I might. Yeah, if it were on, <laughs> I would. Yeah, if it, if it, if it were, what does that mean? If it were on, <laughs> if I'm flipping channels on the radio, if I yeah, so I just moved to a new city, and sometimes I just turn the radio on and I hit scan until I find something. If I yeah. came across Gunsmoke <laughs> on my drive, I might as well put it on. Yeah, maybe Gunsmoke is playing in uh, Washington. I'm not. Could I could. I don't know. Would you subscribe to the Sirius XM uh, Gunsmoke channel? <laughs> 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 They probably have some channel that plays old-timey radio shows. I'm sure. Um, so you may be thinking, but I thought this was a television podcast. And the good news for you is we're going to talk about the television show for a second, even though we didn't watch any of the television program. <laughs> so Gunsmoke ran on radio from 52 to 61, and in the middle of that run, CBS was like, let's adapt this to TV. Um, and this is really when CBS, I think, is really kickstarting the whole rural thing that they yeah. were doing so i don't like i don't know the exact years of any of these things but like we've watched lassie for this and they right. have you know in this era that i think is when you get green acres and bonanza and all this shit that takes place uh in farmland on the prairie and in, in out out west um so they're like let's make this into a tv show because this is good and popular and so they're like cool like Bill's great at this as Marshall Dillon. What if we put him on TV? And they were like, that guy is too fat. But <laughs> he's, you know, and if you look at the pictures of him from this era, like, he doesn't look like he did in fucking Drake and the Fat Man. Yeah. But he's like classic Orson Welles sized. He looks a lot like young Orson Welles, actually. Yeah. And they're like, that's not going to work for TV. He's got to still, even though we're deconstructing West, the stereotypes of an old Western, and he's probably built more like what a modern day, you know, cop or marshal probably looks like. Yeah. Um, uh, they're like, let's get uh, this guy James Arnes instead. Now, when I was looking up James Arnes, who basically is just known for this, and then he was on a different Western called How the West Was Won, replayed a guy named Zeb McCahan, uh, <laughs> and made and became a cult sure. figure in Europe. Uh, the most interesting thing to me about him is he is the older brother of Peter Graves, who you may know as the pilot from Airplane, who asks wow. the little boy if he likes Gladiator. If he's ever right? seen wow. a grown man naked. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> sure. Incredible. Yeah. So the cast James Arness, and he sort of, you know, the radio show continues running concurrently. <laughs> it's a different continuity, I guess. I don't know. Different canon. But the, the first uh, episode on TV was like a numbered it was not one. Is it not? Which was kind of my justification for it. Yeah, it's like the first number. Yeah, because like doing this, I was like, yeah, this doesn't, this, 
we definitely cheated the the system on here, cheated our format, but yeah, it also would have made some sense to do like James Arness's first episode and James Arness's last movie. <sighs> yeah, you know, because uh, he because he's still because he's still Matt Dillon in in the movie that we watched. Yeah. The first episode is called Matt Gets It. Um, so I guess it was like Ayo. a sex comedy at the time. Um, and yep. it's about him being critically wounded while attempting to arrest a gunman. That's what I call every Friday night in Chicago. Am I right, right. folks? Yeah. Yeah, yep. they're on a very strict schedule. It's weird. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know couples like that. It's odd. Yeah, uh, well, look. The pre episode was introduced by John Wayne, uh, and he recommended James Arness for the role. Wow. Wanted posters Neat. hanging in Matt Dillon's office are for William H. Bonnie, a.k.a. Billy the Kid, and Black Bart, a.k.a. Charles Earl Bowles, a notorious stagecoach robber. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we didn't watch that shit. We went straight to the good shit, which is <laughs> after the show. So the show was the longest-running primetime series uh, until The Simpsons surpassed it as far as total seasons and then later total episodes because um, a season was like 39 episodes in yeah. these early ones. And, and now it's third to... The Simpsons yeah. <laughs> and fucking two Law and Order shows, yeah. <laughs> um, which we'll do at some point on this podcast. So, maybe so it runs from if they ever stop airing. Well, Law and Order finished, but now there's like the reboot with Anthony Anderson, but it's like a different. Show. We always we have know, we man. have everybody has their own rules about SVU, whether they can pick a yeah. reboot or or pick a show that's. I don't know, man. But so this runs from fifty five to seventy five, so it goes through the whole. The CBS Rural Purge, I think, had already happened by that point, uh, and it survived, but then it was abruptly canceled after season, like, 21, um, which it's weird to think of any cancellation being abrupt when you're that far along, but yeah. CBS was notorious for, and as we've talked about in previous things, like the Jeffersons, they would just be like, yep, show's over, find out about it in your morning paper, we're not going to give you a call, <laughs> uh, so yeah. uh, all these people suddenly didn't have, were out of work, um, but then, 12 years later, they're like, you know what people miss? Marshall Matt Dillon. Let's do a Gunsmoke TV movie in 1987, and we'll bring James back and re reprise this role. Craggy like, than what if we ever. Do that? Yeah, what if we do that four more times? Yeah. And <laughs> only three of these movies have Wikipedia pages. But so they do Return to Dodge is the one in 87. Then there's Gunsmoke, The Last Apache in 1990. Oh, God. Uh the third one is Gunsmoke to the Last Man in 1992, yeah. followed the next year by Gunsmoke, The Long Ride. And then what we have settled on for our podcast is Gunsmoke, One Man's Justice. I found I found this quite dull, I will admit. I was hoping there would be more points of interest, and there just weren't. It's a pretty generic story of the yeah. Old West. So some, rounding out the cast here, um, first I wanted to mention that... Uh, I believe she's playing um, uh, Matt's daughter, Beth. Uh, it's played by Amy Stoke, Stoke, Stock, Stoke. Uh, <laughs> that's known as uh, the young stepmom from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Wow. Uh, Bill's Bill's stepmom, Missy. And then uh, our second All Star of the day, Bruce Boxleitner of Babylon Five fame. Uh, I plays can you can Davis you tell Healy. the listeners anything about this guy? He was the main character after the original guy left because of his schizophrenia. Then there wow, I really there. don't remember Babylon 5, huh? He is, so the second thing we watched, and he's also Tron. 
He was in the finale. He was in the very fast credits, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but he played Davis Healy in this. Who's the? Been a while since you thought about the fast it's, credits. I gotta go. I gotta watch it again. It's so. <laughs> okay, what is it? Yeah, his anyway. name is James. What is his name? His name is Bruce Box Lightner. Is the actor, Bruce and he played uh, Davis. He played Davis Healy, who's the. I don't know if he's supposed to be like the new marshal in town or like the second in command or whatever he is to, he's the one who's the friend who then betrays yeah, okay. Matt right. and then redeems himself at the end. Right. Yeah. That guy. Oh, he's, so he's the guy who looked like he was like a bartender in 2012. Yeah. Remember when, remember when everybody looked like that for a minute? No, but <laughs> you know, he's <laughs> yeah, it, just like the pattern shirt, the like fucking vest, the hat. Oh, he no, really? He had a, an appearance of uh, somebody who, who like has a really specific build that they prefer for their old fashioned. I'll take your word on that. You know, I haven't spent as much time in bars or as been as observant of the staff at them or the clientele, but uh, sure, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Um, so, what's going on in here? We've got a stagecoach robbery. Yeah, uh, stagecoach people going to California uh, to fucking find you know new prosperity. You know it's probably the gold rush around now. Um, should probably pass the gold rush. I don't know. Uh, it's, yeah, like where where are we at uh, timeline wise actually? So this, if it's it moves if forward we had Billy because the kid Matt Dillon going on older. at the beginning. Yeah, if we had Billy the kid going on at the beginning, that's like the eighteen sixties. Yeah. And now Dylan's much older, so it's probably like the eighteen eighties or eighteen nineties. Yeah. Well, the first the the what we listened to is nineteen fifty two, and this, so this is nineteen forty years after. So that. This is forty years later. So this is like the end of this is yeah. They probably didn't go a year at a time, but this is yeah probably toward the end of the Wild West era. Yeah. Um. But California, whatever the population is growing, but it's still old enough that there's stagecoaches. You know, it's not right. like anyone's driving a Model T or anything like that. So it's probably the late nineteenth century, and. This family and some other guys are yeah, on their way to California to find a new life. And they get their shit jacked by <laughs> an Irish scoundrel and his band of psychopaths or whatever. Yeah. Uh, who kills the, the mom and uh, wounds one of the kids, I think. Yeah, um, just they're, they're doing a lot of blasting. On, yeah. But I think also on the coach they had Dylan's uh, uh, daughter and son-in-law if I recall correctly, and then she's like, we gotta take him to, to my dad's ranch. It's the Dillon Ranch. And they go, and we're introduced to fucking old-ass Matt Dillon. <laughs> Looking like fucking Joe Biden. He's yeah. just... <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, he seemed quite healthy, like... Yeah, yeah, he like doesn't he, look he like Joe Biden bit... in, in the sense that he's, like, decrepit. He, he definitely yeah. looks better than that. Yeah, he looked he looked fit. Like, he looked like you know, he might be able to beat me in a race. Although Joe Biden did challenge that one push-ups. heckler to yeah. Yeah, push up competition. <laughs> Listen, fat. <laughs> I could be, I could beat this Matt Dillon in a race for sure. Yeah. I could, could probably outsmart Could you beat, could you beat me in a race, Matt? Probably not. How long's the race? Listen, I'm not going to race you. I don't want you to break your leg again. I don't well, break my leg racing on a basketball court. Yeah, fine. I only, I only, <laughs> I only break my leg one way, and that's 
through it's basketball. When gets, it's when he gets crossed up by the ballers of Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> it's when I go up for a rebound and there's a child under my feet that I wasn't expecting. Then you Paul George yourself. Not good. Uh. Yeah. Maybe you just did a simple jump from left to right. And then your entire shin explodes out of the skin of your body. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that guy. You love talking about that guy. <laughs> um, I forget his name. Sorry, Kevin the Weir. I'll player, never Travis. forget. Kevin. Oh, Weir. Kevin Ware. Yeah. 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 I remember going. I remember going to get Chinese food when that happened, <laughs> and getting a text from a roommate that said, "I saw a bone on TV." <laughs> and then, uh, and then in class, like a week later. Uh, you know, I'd avoided any image of it, and then I looked down, and someone on their laptop opened to a meme of that, but with like uh, uh, Simba being held aloft by Rafiki at the edge of Kevin Ware's bone or whatever, and I was <laughs> not not thrilled to see that. Okay, Kevin Ware is playing for Al Naft Baghdad. I love right when now. guys are playing in Iraq. Him and Marshall yeah. Henderson have really. Reps the U.S. there. Well, I'm sure. Wow. Um, why are we talking about that? Oh, we're talking about racing. Okay, yeah. let's get let's let's, let's get, let's get this stagecoach back on the on on the trail. Yeah. So, uh, right. So the mom died, and these teens are now orphaned. There's a teen and a small child, and the teen is apparently played by a 38 year old actor. If IMDb is correct, that is fucking. But he insane. looks like Colt McCoy, and his name's Lucas, and. He kind of looks like J.D. McDick, very, too. Yeah. Any, any notable McCoy, he looks like. Yeah. He, 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 there's something about his eyebrows that do scream dick. Yeah, he seems like a douche. Anyway, uh, so, the, so Beth and her husband like put him up at the Dillon Ranch and or put both kids up. And you're know, trying to console the younger child. Cause, uh, I don't know. At some point, someone asks, what do you think of oranges? And I wrote that down, but I don't remember the context <laughs> at all. Uh, yeah, sure. good stuff. Something I, I noticed, like part of the way into this, that I feel like needs to be remarked on is how much the style of it looks like a TV show, much much older than something from the '90s. It's like they shot it the same way that they shot the stuff pre '90s. Like they didn't upgrade any of the equipment; they just went and got all the same stuff and like did it. I the kind same of way. love that. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, it obviously, I, I mean, I would think it was done on purpose for the kind of nostalgia and coherence of tone of, you know, for the rest yeah. of the show. But I was like, is this a flashback scene when the stagecoach stuff happened? And then we got further in and I was like, oh, no, this is just how the show looks. Yeah. At night, uh, Lucas, the older brother, uh, starts hatching his plan to to get his revenge and flee the ranch and go find uh, Devlin, the the Irish guy who killed his mom. Classic TV show uh, last name. Takes a horse. Takes a horse and yeah, yeah. Lewis Cipher, uh, the guy who <laughs> took out his family. Like, get out of here. Um, he he yeah tries to leave on a horse uh, uh, in the night and go out on his own to go kill. Take this guy down. Yeah. Yeah to go right some wrongs the you know in the morning they kind of set off after him and we get lots of great scenes of him being like a hapless idiot in the wilderness okay yeah um, no the him <laughs> him just shooting at a handkerchief and missing over and over again oh. but spooking his oh. horse that then runs away <laughs> and then his horse runs <laughs> away very funny. spectacular spectacular <laughs> stuff 
Good could have been played I, even funnier, but it, it, it still got what me. Was, what was the first scene in this movie? Did we talk about it? I don't remember. It? <laughs> I okay. don't know. I started with a stagecoach. There was like a, something before there it. Was like a, right. There was like a sick guy in a bed. At like It started with What's like that? two men talking near a railroad, and then there was like a sick guy in a bed in a whorehouse. And I just couldn't parse any what? of it. And then the credits happen, and then we cut to the stagecoach. Right, yeah. you, you're wetting me, but I this happened. This, I paused this like 10 minutes in because I had to poop. So I think I instantly forgot what the first few minutes of it were. And yeah, and I just could I never put it together with the rest of the movie the whole time. Yeah, Is I he sick and dying? Is he the no kid's idea. dad, maybe? Maybe. Could be the kid's dad, yeah. It was unclear anyway. I don't know. You guys will have to go find Gunsmoke One Man's Justice and correct us. Yeah, so, so, so leave a comment in the TV show on, on the SoundCloud. Oh, I should put it. Hold on. Is it? Can I, can I Letterboxd review this movie? Probably. I forgot to log this one. I usually am good <laughs> at that when we watch movies for this. Anyway, Lucas uh, an oaf out there. He has yeah. no idea what he's doing. And Dylan and then his... Dude, Davis, come and are like, let's get you home. Let's maybe don't do this. They, maybe rethink they, your decision. This guy, this guy gets his ass saved so many times and doesn't care that he would have died otherwise. Yeah. Like it's like, oh yeah, this this brand like like it, it was interesting. Six eyes. I don't know what his skin in the game was when he like wakes yeah. when the the guy wakes up and he's got the horseback and he's and he just lies to him like four times and <laughs> six eyes is like. And six eyes sees through all of them and is like, ah, your hunting party is very close. You know, he's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm not alone. I've got my hunting party. I didn't lose my horse. I'm just what it would it? Oh, I didn't steal my horse. You know, and like he just says a bunch of bullshit lies and doesn't think them through at all. And for whatever reason, this Native American guy's like, you know what? Do go and get yeah. revenge kills. Yeah, it's, on a, the it's actually that your, your destiny yeah. to go kill this guy and and i'm not and and i'm not even gonna just like let whatever happens happen and just like wash my hands of it i'm actually going to try to get the people chasing after you off your trail to help you get revenge or whatever because like what is his skin in the why is he so you're just dropping the name six eyes in here audience doesn't know who six eyes is six eyes is a native american man uh who (laughs) lucas stumbles upon uh, played by the, I thought I thought it was a cool name. Played by cool the Menominee name. actor Apasanakwat, uh, who has been elected tribal chairman of his tribe eight times, which is unprecedented according to his IMDb bio. Hell yeah! Good stuff. Is he dead? Yeah. I bet he's dead. Uh, he's still alive. Uh, wow! He was a marine. He saw action in Vietnam. Then he was uh, is widely considered by his peers to be one of the foremost knowledgeable originators of the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act, which defined the Nadiwell Nation's involvement in national gaming as known today. Uh, he's a progressive activist who exists for the true empowerment of the people and their well-being. An experienced orator on political and social nuances of the Native experience in America, he is also a motivational speaker promoting language, culture, and Native spirituality, as well as education, anti-gangs, anti-smoking, drugs, and alcohol rehabilitation. Uh, He's also a champion northern traditional dancer who competes in powwows throughout the U.S. and Canada. Uh, Yeah. Seems like a guy who's lived quite a life. Uh, Yeah. And yeah, he's not that old. He was born in, he's like uh, 70. He looks very old. He looks really old the, in this, but yeah. he's only in his 70s now. Okay, yeah, all right. Probably ghouled him up a little cool. bit. Uh, good for him. Yeah. Give him that age. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they ghouled him. 
He's named Six Eyes because he wears glasses, uh, and they're like, wouldn't that be Four Eyes? And then they're like, try and sneak up behind him and see what happens. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's, I thought that was cool. That I love that. That sounds like it's that's from great fucking lore Kill shit. Bill. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> that's awesome. We love Six Eyes here. We do. He's the MVP of the movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, the whole rest of it wouldn't have happened if he hadn't have been there. Yeah. The kid would have just been lost. Yeah. Never got his horse back. Never even shot the uh, handkerchief. I don't know. I, I thought there were a few compelling-ish characters like Healy. I thought he was competitive. He was um, compelling, although like they're literally like, this guy's the heel. Come on. Healy. He's Healy. <laughs> um, Sheriff Matt Babyface. Uh, and Davis Sheriff, Matt, Sheriff Matt Goodman. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know... <laughs> Uh, that bold, 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 uh, n- n- naive childy, chi- chi- naive naivete. Nope, this isn't working. No, um, this is only, this is what Kojima would do, but this is not a yeah. What their names are? Uh, <laughs> naive yeah, boy. What's, the, what's going on with the poker game where they're like, uh, Healy's like taking some taking some guys in poker basically I think, he, I think he was just counting cards or yeah. something you know and he was like i guess i'll leave like, and they're like what if we kill you why do people instead? have a problem with counting cards because it's a good way to cheat people out of money well <laughs> shouldn't you like all tr- be trying to do that like isn't that part of the strategy of playing the game sometimes i feel that way as yeah shouldn't everyone just be doing it doesn't everyone know how i don't know yeah it's like not yeah. probably not that hard to do that's one benefit like i get why a casino frowns upon it no, everybody, the casino should be counting the card. Like, everybody should just be doing it. It's strategy. That's the game. Got to be by chance or you're doing it wrong. It's so well, weird. It's actually, it's actually really hard to count cards at a casino nowadays because they'll just, they'll, they like shuffle like five hands of cards together kind of in right. a complex way. I mean, if you're at one of the like good casinos or whatever. Right. But, but like if you're playing with, uh, anyway. if you're playing with a single deck of cards, with your friends right and you're not counting cards what is wrong with you you're an honest man that's all i uh, don't know how to count cards i w- sounds like the kind of thing that i would enjoy doing though i dude you are the person i would vote most likely to get arrested for counting cards <laughs> there's 52 of them you're like I can count unintentionally them. counting cards you're just like noticing it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like somebody just somebody I'm I'm so oblivious that somebody's like, hey, uh, you know, they have like a they have like a an undercover cop there sitting next to me or whatever. And he's like, hey, why would you why would you make that bet? And it was like, yeah, I noticed there were a lot of kings that I'd already come up. So I just thought it wouldn't come up again. And it was just immediately <laughs> like your head's in a vice. Uh, soon yeah. After. You're yeah. Hung upside down in a meat locker. <laughs> oh, God. Just like Gotham. <laughs> So, yeah. all right, th- this guy is happened? doing an honest day's work, and these guys, uh, you know, they don't respect him for it. Then yeah. what? And then he, but he gets the upper hand. He's like, oh, hey, we don't want any trouble. And then they kick the guy's asses. And Which is I cool. I truly don't remember what pr- what purpose this serves plot wise. No, nah, just or kicking asses. They, they know cool. the Devlin gang or whatever. Yeah. Uh, just cool. I'm kind of just broad strokesing now because I don't have a plot summary to look at. and. It's an hour and a half of slow TV. Whatever. It turns out Healy is actually working or worked for the gang that robbed the stagecoach in the first place. And, and that's not good, but there's like some weird ambiguity. 
I don't know. The the uh, Matt Dillon is like, I'll make sure that you get a fair trial or whatever. Like, why? Just shoot this guy dead. It's the fucking West, dude. Because he's a man who lives by the law. Sucks. The, the whole point of Matt Dillon is like, he's made his entire identity and life around the idea of like upholding the law over any sort of personal strife and struggle. Yeah. He won't well, by let the, the way, 38 year old, eight year listener, old shoot somebody dead while wearing the, uh, <laughs> the badge. By, by the way, way listener, listener, there's an entire B plot where the younger <laughs> son of cares? the, he yeah, seems like he's going to be a psycho too. I oh think. Yeah, yeah. The young, the younger son of the woman shot in the stagecoach has now had his father, his mother, and his brother leave him in a very short amount of time and is just like melancholic and won't Real do anything. There was a there was a there's a scene. So like the only thing he'll do is like play with the dog like that weird guy at your party. Um <laughs> uh, fair, he won't he won't dog. talk to anyone. He'll just play with the dog. Um, and the and there's a scene where there's a bunch of dead chickens in the chicken coop, oh, and yeah. uh, and the woman gives him this little like explanation of like, you know, that's just nature, you know, creatures have to kill each other to survive, blah blah blah, and he goes to her, and he's like, he's like, you know, what you told me, it's not true, and what he says. Would you guys prefer me to say what he says or what I thought he was going to say <laughs> first? Give us, uh, give us what you thought he was going to say first. Yeah. Okay. I thought that he was going to be like, you know, you're wrong. Because he said you're wrong. He says you're wrong. You yeah. know, he's like, and he says like about that dog. And I thought he was going to say, I was I, the one I who killed, killed all the yeah, chickens. So <laughs> <laughs> I broke their necks. Uh, I thought I thought he had gone completely insane yep, yep. and was just like, you guys don't realize how bad it is. I've lost my mind and I just went and I killed about six chickens with a heavy rock. And now I can talk because, again. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought that's where it was going. Yeah. Like genuinely. Uh, and instead he's just like, no the dog killed because that's its instinct and it needs to eat that man killed because humans are cruel and we're the only ones who killed that like that aren't we and she's like i guess that's you're not right. true look into some ch- some shit chimps get up fucking to. i was i was <laughs> orca whales orca oh, whales yeah. dolphins they'll just they just anything they just with think the, it's any fun. of the really smart animals in general also have the capacity for cruelty that's yeah important to know <laughs> Do they do cruel shit? Like. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, and then the, the, but thankfully the kid winds up okay. I thought he was going to turn into a little freak too, but he wound up being all right. Uh, eventually, whatever Lucas does catch up to to Devlin, he thinks, and he goes to like the CD place where he's staying, and uh, tries to like get him in his hotel room, but Devlin got the drop on him. Yeah, and it was also like, who the fuck are you? Like now you're now I'm going to kill you because of your dumb ass. Uh, and then Matt and Healy save the day. Matt Healy from the 1975 saves the day. <laughs> it was an uh, extremely 
stormtroopery moment where he's yeah. standing there in front of six men and he's just like pow 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 yeah. pow and, and they're, they're like, shooting the plan yeah, it's like this 90 year old guy fucking like yeah. capped like half your squad that's embarrassing yeah bro. and everybody was just like <laughs> shooting at happen. like you know the tree yeah you literally see bullets go like, off the plants like why yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why did you even <laughs> oh my god it was distracting yeah, the, the I got the two good girlfriend comments were were number one that the dog was cute and number two when the when the when the guy when Matt Dillon is explaining to the kid the guy who killed his father because like because you know the kid's like oh I have to kill him I have to get revenge and he's explaining how the law caught up with the guy who killed his father and you know that's why he's so much trust in the law part of the reason he's so much trust in the law Stupid and ass. she she it was just like this like boo 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 and she was like she called it the America note where <laughs> somebody's saying like something truly inspiring and like, <laughs> and like an note. appeal to justice. She was like, ah, oh, good. The America note. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the thing she completely made up, uh, but it's like much funnier from an Irish person's perspective. <laughs> it's funny to be like, just trust the American justice system both now, but especially then. Yeah. Where it was the wild way West. worse. The yeah. wild West. But that's what Red Dead Redemption 2 is about. It's about, like, the American justice system completely taking over. Can I ask, and Red Dead Redemption, did anybody play that yeah. game? A yeah, few people. we were talking about Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, at the beginning of this, remember? I'm not talking no, about no, Red Dead asking, Redemption he's 2. He's asking about... I've only ever heard about, about Red original. Dead Redemption 2. I'm saying, did anybody play oh, yeah, Red, I Dead Red Dead Redemption? I played Red Dead Redemption on, uh, at, like, the... Like, I didn't have a PS3, I believe is what it came out on, but PS4, um, I played the um, whatever. You could, like, stream old games. I played Red Dead. Huh. Okay, okay. Now, here's the real question. Why do you ask? I, I, know, I know people who've played Red Dead Redemption. I know quite a few people who've played it. It's just Red Dead Redemption 2 was, like, you know when somebody makes a proof of concept and people are like, wow, this game's really good, and then they're like, all right, if you like that, we're just yeah, going to make it even thing, better yeah. and perfect it and, like, with, like, you know... Well, in video um, games, it's like the only medium where you're expected to improve with sequels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just from technology. It's just because, yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and yeah, you can be like, okay, well, here, here's our idea. Let's fix all the bugs. Right. You know, yeah. and we'll make Mass Effect 2, which is a lot more fun than Mass Effect. Um, They're both really good games. Red Dead. But what nobody played is Red, Red Dead, Dead Revolver. Revolver. <laughs> so <laughs> before I played Red played Dead Redemption, I, I got Red Dead Revolver because I didn't realize it was completely unrelated. I thought that like Red Dead Redemption was like truly the sequel to Red Dead Revolver. And it's like, no, they just bought the title basically from huh. whatever company. I'm uh, finding that out now, Travis. Yeah, actually, Red Dead Revolver is like a game. Until... It's like a cartoonish game that's just you getting into shootouts with people in an old-timey Western thing as opposed to the Red Dead Redemption games, which are GTA, but in the Old West. Yeah, and you trust yeah. the law more, obviously, in the, in the latter. Yeah. And I still don't really understand what Red Dead means. but Red uh, Dead. Pretty self-explanatory. You know, blood. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this reminded me a lot of Red You ever seen Dead Blood, well. Travis? Uh, a few times. So ev eventually the kid um, gets the Irishman cornered. Uh because he, the guys who actually know what they're doing bailed him out again. And then this weenie sheriff won't let him 
kill the guy. He like shames He's him Batman for wanting again. to do it. It's like if you kill that man, you best not wear your dad's star ever again in your life. Yeah, because it's lame to do. You're not the sheriff. Grow up. Yeah, I was honestly it would have been awesome if he was like, fine, pow. Yeah. Throw a star <laughs> on the ground. Like Exactly. Yeah. And then he goes yeah. home and he hugs the son. And then okay. Right. <laughs> So the way this ends is this couple, this couple of like very boring people uh, are like, bored. hey, we were thinking, yeah, boring and bored. They're like, hey, we were thinking about taking in the boys. I think that's probably what's best for them. And, the, and Matt Dillon's like, they're not boys anymore. Uh, I think he's going to take his brother and just travel. And then, and then he's like, what do you mean? They're like, you know, this one's only half grown and the other one's a little boy. Said, this one's half grown and the other one's just a kid, but I think they meant the older one yeah. is just the kid. Like, I don't know what half grown. No, no, no. I, I think half grown I th- is better if she nature, but I think, I think, I think, I think they were saying that the older one is half grown. I think that's what they're saying. I but, think they um, said by name is whatever. It doesn't matter. They're anyway, children. Uh, the point is, the point is that like, he was like, look in his eye. He went out there, you know, a boy might have left, but a man came back. And, and like, I, I understand what they're doing here with the whole coming of age thing. But, like, it ki- he's kind of implying, because, like, we can't forget how much of a total fuck up this kid was the entire way. Right. Like, he scared off his horse. He, like, he, he, he didn't know what he was doing at all. Yeah. He, like, didn't know how to shoot a gun. He went, he, he got tricked into knocking on the wrong door and, like, held at gunpoint. He yeah. got saved, like, three <laughs> separate times by different people. Yeah. And, and now, the, and, and so what he's implying is the only thing you need to do to survive on your own is not murder. Like, as long as you as long as you don't want to murder it'll all work out that's the only skill you need well, and then you learn from all the mistakes that you made when you were first getting out there did he know? yeah but so he was still a boy it. until he d- and he until was still he a boy until kill. he until he decided not to do the murder yeah he made a grown-up decision to not kill a guy no, he thing. made a grown-up decision to do the thing that the person who <laughs> was who he yeah. was relying on <laughs> told him. Yeah, he made a grown-up decision to be like, "Oh, this guy saved my ass like four times, and he, I, I kind of need him. Let me just do what he says." Fine. You could be an adult and still have mentorship. I don't know. It's whatever. You got the sentiment. It was fine. It was fine. It was generic. It was We've all seen this story a million times, but. That's yeah. it. it's for people who've seen it a million times who are in their nursing home bed needing something that reminds them of the television of their youth. Yeah. They were just glad to see James Arness put on the star and the hat once again. Yeah. I do feel like this concluded Gunsmoke pretty satisfactorily. Like I you know I guess so. It felt like the end of Gunsmoke for sure. It wasn't like one of those shows that want- got canceled and then you're like, This was the last episode? Yeah, I mean, if I had ever yeah. watched an episode of the television program Gunsmoke, possibly for a podcast where we talk about TV shows, then maybe I would <laughs> to feel that way. But All right, fine. You know what? Put it back on the board. Really like Put it back show. on the board. Somebody's Gunsmoke allowed to two, pick we Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke for real. <laughs> and and you know what? Yeah, if we, if we're putting Gunsmoke back on the board, I'm putting Baywatch back on the board. <laughs> so we can actually watch the TV show. <laughs> yeah, Gunsmoke. That's Gunsmoke. Smoking gun. It's fine. That's gun smoke. We smoked that gun.
gone off that gun. <laughs> Steven, what do we have next week? <laughs> uh, okay, so next week, uh, I thought about uh, Peek Behind the Kimono. I I gave I gave uh, a choice of years without providing what year that was, and Travis picked blind. Or what context it was uh, given? Yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't give any context. Uh, I thought about picking an, a very old show again, but I'm glad that I didn't. And next week we will be watching Charmed. Charmed. Guys, excited for Charmed? It's a horny show about witch sisters. Well, hold on, you're not supposed <laughs> to reveal that. We have to. Talk oh, sorry, about yeah, sorry, gonna... cut that out, man. So is it me or Matt talking Charmed? Matt, do you know less about Charmed? How much Charmed have you seen, Travis? Uh, the extent of Charmed that I ever watched was I would occasionally flip it on as like a pubescent boy because I thought Rose McGowan was hot and I was like, maybe I'd see some cool things and then yeah. I would change <laughs> cool the channel things. like cool five Sorry. minutes later. I love, cool I, things. I love that as an innuendo <laughs> for, like, <laughs> yeah. for like side boob or like you know, yeah. a, and then a, after five a, minutes, a I'd be like out. boring and turn it away. That's yeah. the extent of what I've seen of Charmed. What about you? Uh, I've only seen the ads, so I guess it's me. Uh, 30 seconds on the clock. Do you want me to do it? Uh, I can pull up the clock real quick. Nope, I got it. Okay. Matt, go. <laughs> All right. Charmed is a television show that I believe was on the WB uh, that was about some witches. Uh, Steven revealed that they were witch sisters, but I didn't know that. I just knew that it was some some lady witches. And it was kind of a teen drama as well, obviously, because it was on the WB. Uh, beyond that, uh, I'd have to take some guesses here. Um, That's kind of the point. Yeah. And time. There it is. <laughs> so, uh, oh, wait. Somebody else should do the wrap-up because... I don't know. Should I throw it to know. myself at the end? Yeah, Steven, take us home. <laughs> no, we, we don't. We don't. Do not want to do any of it. Thanks for listening. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. Like, review, subscribe, recommend, yeah. etc. Talk to everybody you know about shout as out, you know. Yeah. Shout out to the day ones. Uh, yeah. Shout out to all our German fans. Shout out, uh, shout out to shout all out to our old Dutch people. fans who talk like our Mexican fans. <laughs> 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 All right, Steven. Thanks to Matt bring for producing. Up. He does a really good job. Get Matt a Webby, et cetera. <laughs> Steven, give us a quote. Steven, give us a quote. Thank you. Another customer. Wow, that's three in less than a day. Oh, bountiful harvest. <laughs> <laughs>As you know, under the direction of Ian Benson, stars Matt Ciani as Matt Ciani, Stephen Doughton as Stephen Doughton, and Travis Marmon as Travis the Kid Marmon. Tonight's episode was specially written by Rugby Winters, with music composed and conducted by Matt Ciani. Join us again next week as the boys fight against the laws for storytelling and try to bring order out of the wild violence of television in As You Know. <laughs> <laughs>